Okay, B'Shem Hashem, we're doing our Halacha series. Uh, we're going to take a little haiz from Shabbat and go back to a day because that's the sweet need. Uh, it says actually, there's Halacha here, the first Halacha in Shulchan, it says, and now he's a refrain, the last Halacha in Zebudis. And I'll tell you an interesting story about this from my rabbi, Harben David. It says, Yitkaber ka'ari la'amod baboker la'avdot bor'oh, shehu ma'orer ha'shachar. It says that a person should wake up late in the morning. It says late, should be up for? Sunrise. Sunrise, yeah. Because you know, the real tefillah is tefillah with nets. So we had a great rabbi that was Persian actually, Harab Ben David. He, uh, he was very influential, you should know. And causing in Argentina, America, Great Neck, LA, all around the world to people, to, even on Shabbat, to pray nets, sunrise. Really? It's very spiritual. Actually, it says if you pray at nets, your tefillah doesn't come back empty. So it says there's a story about this. There's a funny story about this. It says, it says, it says uh, one time there was a non Jew, he was very eager to be Jewish. So he was I- investigating. But he was very, 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 very tamba, very lazy. <laughs> so one time he was, the rabbi was starting like we are at the beginning of, you know, halacha. Mm-hmm. So he said, you have to get up like uh, every morning like what? A lion. a lion to serve Hashem. So he said, no, I got to go do my daily routine and do this and other stuff. You know, you know what they told him? They said, go, 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 go find another religion in Judaism. <laughs> Judaism is not for you. You want to be... Until you smoke your cigar and do your yoga in the morning, then you want to come and pray to Hashem. And stop. But I had a Rebbe, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Kalevsky, he was a true god. He said, he says the first halacha is here, you have to wake up like a lion. But he says, if you go to sleep like a mule... Like a donkey, like at two o'clock in the morning, then you're not. Then in the morning, you're gonna be like a. You know, it's very important to get according to your body needs. Some people need eight hours, seven hours, a minimum of six hours. It's dangerous when you know. You know, um, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. So it says the second halacha we're gonna say is, it says lo yav yivosh adam yisam. He says that was the whole, uh, by the way, Rav Dessler says that was the whole meaning of Hanukkah. He says you should never be embarrassed of people that laugh at you. You know, our friend was going through that. Oh, this guy doesn't touch cell phones on Shabbat. He just went to Yeshiva, right? Oh, this guy doesn't say Lashon Hara. He doesn't look at uh, immodest women. He doesn't shake hands, you know? They're always going to be the scoffers that make fun of your religious level. He says, the Maccabees were willing to die. It's actually Rod was once saying, <laughs> he said one time, it was Omer, you know, during the Omer time, you're not supposed to shave. Because the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, so somebody came up to him and this Kenny said, said, one of the old men, he said, why are you not shaving? Then he was so mad, he said... <laughs> I should be asking him why he is shaving. That he has the chutzpah right, to come right, to me right. and say why I... Why I'm not shaving. You know, it's like an upside down, so that's right. the thing. The people that are doing these sins and the mistakes, 
they're the really they're gonna be red, become kebab of redness in front of God. But now they're making fun of you for doing the right thing, you know? They're jumping off the Empire State Building and digging a bigger 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 pit in hell for themselves and which is gonna be the ultimate embarrassment, and then they're making fun of you. So he says never if in your heart you knew what you're doing is you're making your father in heaven happy, then even if the whole world, that's what Judaism, Judaism is to be a leader, not a follower. That's what Abraham was, that was Pinchas, that's what Eliyahu was, right? So he says, he says a, a person when he sleeps, when he gets up, you should always know that he's, his father in heaven is looking down upon him, so don't do like, act noble. So, oh wow, so beautiful. It leads into our previous cast. It says the second you get up, let's say you have to come to Kenisa at 9.30. So when your Shabbat alarm clock goes off at 9 to wake you up, don't twist and turn, perhaps, now that you get your 10. Right? Because we say you have to be like, remember we said in Hashem, you have to be like the angels that do their mission. You have a mission today to make an amazing day. So he says you should get up quickly and get out and Kishir Mishatom Yadi told the Dovkarawu, Yimin or Sid Shishan Afishina Shukhev. So he says a person right away should do Natila. You know that. According to the Zohar, you should have a Natila cup and a bowl right next to your bed, actually. Yeah. Because according to the Zohar, you should walk even for a mot, like six feet without doing Natila. Because when you sleep, your neshama leaves, there's a little bit of satan in your body. So as quick as possible, you want to do netila to get it rid of it. You understand? So he says interesting here. He says when you wake up, if you're not continue, planning to sleep, do netila right away. Right? Sometimes you abruptly get woken up in the middle of the night, then like, okay, fine, you don't need to do netila then. But he says, Hasibar netad machmat Oh. This is a nice one. He says there's three different reasons why we do netila. You know what they are? One, since when you sleep, your neshama leaves your body to go answer to God every day, because you know, sleeping is one sixtieth of death. So he says, what does impurity mean? Impurity means when there becomes a hollowness emptiness of holiness instead what comes negativity satan so since now you're God Baruch Hashem you say right that God gave back your neshama what happens is is that um, you want the, the pure water gets rid of the negative energy the satan that came while you were sleeping Another reason we do netila is because when you're sleeping, you may have scratched your um, parts of your body, like your armpits or whatever. And you know, even during the day, if you scratch there and you want to learn Torah or say pray, you first have to wash your hands. So areas that are sweaty or near um, covered places. So anytime you want to say Shema or pray, you need to be clean of that, of this, you know, it's not... Cleanliness is holiness. You know, holiness is cleansing. So, and the Rashba says another reason that he says that um, 
it's a new day and you're like a new person you know and just like the Kohen you know the Kohens when they would start serving God they would even wash their feet you know they would wash their um, hands and feet so we're like we're also we're ambassadors of God and we're, we're, we're like a new, new person ready to serve Hashem so that's the three reasons we need to do Netilat so like I said before you really shouldn't go more than two meters without Netilat so he says for this reason the, the best way of doing it is like putting a, a nice big plastic bowl with a nice Netila cup right next to your bed the second you wake up boom boom you wash unless your your bed is so close to the wash area that you could less than two meters he says the Kafachayim says some people hold that if this is not possible for whatever reason your roommate doesn't like it you make the it gets wet whatever sometimes it's not practical you should you should walk less like after two meters that you walk or like six feet that you walk then you stop then you go slowly like you didn't you didn't go in one stride but um be that as it may how do you do netilat so let's try to finish all of netilat in the morning so next time we could go to the laws of Asher Yatsar. The way, the appropriate way of doing netilat is that um, you take the uh, cup in your right hand and you give it over to your left hand, right? So let's say this is the cup. You take the cup with your right hand, you give it to your left hand, and then you pour it like this, what? On, with your left hand onto your right hand. And then you go, okay, so a lot of people don't know, I, I was shocked actually. Literally in the last few years, I wouldn't be joking if five, six people it just came up randomly and they didn't know this, which is why we're learning, obviously. There's a fundamental difference. When you do netila for bread, you go one, two, three, one, two, three, right? You always pour, in Judaism, we always give more... Um, respect to the right hand because God gave us the Torah from his right hand and Yamin is chesed Simol is judgment right is always uh, kindness and mercy right so yeah I'm sure I was shocked actually these people were pretty religious like Shurman Shabbat they didn't know this in the morning we do Netilai like this one two three four Five, six, right? For bread, what do we do? One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> but he told me, because he says, um, and you know, you know what the reason for that is? Because remember, we said you wanted the Satan to run away? So the Satan, when you pour it on this hand, it runs on that hand. Uh. Then you, Pararishmidi, like the energy keeps on like. But when you're doing the tilaf for. For bread, it's a different reason. You understand? Rabbi Netanelli told me also three things you have to be very careful when you do netila. First of all, open your... First of all, you know, if you use a lot of water, it's a good omen to become wealthy. You know that? Because water used to be very scarce. So people used to be very, like, cheap. Mm. So he says, you know, 
Um, first of all, you should open your... When you do netila, you should turn your hand and open your fingers that it becomes what? Everywhere. And I forgot the other things he told me. He says, Okay, this is also a big mistake a lot of people I've seen make. Even, you know, every time we go to the bathroom, we're going to get to the halacha, maybe today or tomorrow. But, you know, after you come out of the... Every time you go to the bathroom, you have to make a certain blessing that your whole internal plumbing system, godly plumbing system was working appropriately. And the Allah is like this. After you do the netila, you raise your hands and you say, Baruch Hashem Then you take the thing and start drying your hands. Some people, they're in such a rush and they're so robotic Already they didn't say, they, they, they say, they're already starting to do what? Dry their hand. That's not right, you understand? Same thing with for bread, I've seen it a lot of times, or after the bathroom. First, go. You know, after the bathroom also, it's the same thing. You do one, two, three, you don't, you understand? You don't do, only for bread is you do one, two, three, one, two, three. But after the bathroom, it's like the morning. And the thing to, to, to keep in mind is that while you're making a bracha, you shouldn't be looking on your cell phone or drying your hands. So first say the bracha, then start drying your hands. Same thing when you come out of the bathroom throughout the day, right? First dry your hands, then say asher yatsar. It's disrespectful to do, do another thing. You're talking to the king of kings, you know. Also very important, I don't know, he didn't bring it. But that's why you need me. Even when you open your eyes, we, we Jews, even before you do Netilat, you say, You know what that means? Thank you, Hashem, for giving back my soul. You really trust in us, right? It says, Thank you, God, for returning my soul. With a lot of mercy, Rabbi Munatecha. So it says, it says it's important for parents to also make sure part of their children's daily regime in the mornings is that they also do Netilat. You know that? Because actually they asked one of the greatest rabbis, Chazonish, he said, why you became so great? He said, from the day I was born, my mother would do netila for me in the crib. Because it's, you remember, this, when this netila and going to the mikveh and all these things, it brings holiness, you know. Purification. And purification, so it's very important. It said, It's very important, listen, you have to understand, in the olden days, let's say you're going camping, Right? Let's say you're camping in Yosemite or whatever, Colorado, wherever. It's appropriate to do, when you pour the water, you should pour it into a bowl or a sink, not onto the land. Because the water is a little bit, imp- it had like the negative energy in it. So it's very important. 
Or if you're doing it in a campsite, just go do it like not where people pass or on top of a rock. At least it gets sunk not, not on not on the dirt. So he says, of course you could um, do netilat in the kitchen. There's a it could be problematic doing netilat in your bathroom. The the best way if you want to build it when you build your new house, Jason, is make that the 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 toilet area is like a different room, like has a door to it and has a different room than right. where the sink area is. Because we're oh really yeah. Because it's better not to do. Definitely, you can't make a bracha. This is a mistake a lot of people make. You can't say a bracha in a place that's next to the toilet. You're right. So either you do the netilat on your sink and then you come out and you take the towel out and you say the bracha, or thank God, like in my house, the way the bathroom is set up is like in a different room. One of the. the so he says. Um, he says, "Mutar li tol yada bekarka matbeach shegal natiach akor b'tem mishtamesh sham shetivat kli v'atachat perot." He says, "If you do do it in the bowl, then it's better to like a little bit turn on the sink and wash away the make sure all the water went down before you wash put the plates in there because the water is impure. Your hands were we're saying it's the reason is to take out the negative energy." So now let, we're going to actually get into the uh, thing and with this we're going to finish. Now let's look at the laws of bathroom. Let's say there's a bathroom that doesn't have a toilet. It just has a shower in there. So you can do the tila in there but you shouldn't say the brach in there because it's somewhere you get naked so when you want to say the bracha, come, walk a few inches outside the bathroom, say the bracha, and then dry your hands, then put it, you understand? But if it's a bathroom, that like this is what I was telling you a minute ago, if it has a bathroom in there, it's better not to do nitila there, unless you have no other choice. So that's another reason why it's better to have the plastic bowl or the bowl whatever aluminum bowl that right next to your bedside because then um, actually you should know the Mishnah Bura says the right way to do it is that you do two netilas because since 99% of the time you have to go to the bathroom right when you get up you when you wash your hands you don't say a bracha you just wash your hands then you go to the bathroom then when you come out your body's clean now. Now you do that second until you could do in the kitchen. You understand? Because it's it's problematic to do it in the bathroom. He says if you don't have another place to do it, then what you have to do you do if there's a toilet in that bathroom. So that's why I said the best way to construct the bathroom is that it's like in a different room. The toilet is like in a different room, and the shower, and you lock it, and then the sinks are like you know. So it says. But he says, if there's a partition, but definitely if there's a toilet there, you should not make a bracha in that room. Right? But it says, even, you know, you don't even need a, officially, you don't even need a door. Even if the, the, the place where the toilet is, there's, it doesn't, it's not like ceiling to wall. Um, floor to ceiling wall. Even if it's only um, three and a half feet, three, like 36 inches 
high, that's enough. Even though you could see the toilet, that's considered it's like a different room in the eyes of Allah, and you can make a bracha and, and stuff in it. You understand? If most of the area of where the toilet and shower is, is at least there's a wall three and a half feet. And he, he says you could do Natila there, Lachatchila. Now let's say that bowl of water that you did netila right near your bed, right? Some say this water is like impure, so you can't say your prayers in front of it. Because we Svaradim, we say Birkota Shachar, like thank you God for giving me eyesight and all these things, right after we wake up, you know? Not in shul. We say it at home before we leave shul. He says if it's possible, once you're going to the bathroom, throw away the water immediately, you know, that you, in, in your cup and bowl that was right next to your bedside, you go and throw away the water in the bathroom sink. You understand? Because it's better not to learn next to it. Let's say you have a cast on one arm. What do you do with Natila? Like you broke your... You still say, Even though one of the hands, like let's say, is in a cast, you don't say a bracha, and you still say, Thank you God for letting me clean my hands. You understand? He says, whenever you touch shoes, by the way, you also need to do natila without a bracha, you know? The, especially the bottom of the shoe, the bottom of the shoe that has dirt on it, because it's dirty. But he says, socks, in the eyes of halakha, are not considered something, new socks, that are not sweaty. If you touch them, it doesn't mean you have to do natila. Okay, chazak baruch. Amen.